Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is a conversation with Emma Sweeney. Emma is the woman and founder behind In The Game PR. And when I say behind, I also mean right up front. Emma is a force to be reckoned with. She is high energy, she is ambitious, and she's not afraid to throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Emma is going to speak with us today about her journey of starting a label, selling a brand, and then opening her own PR agency under the advice of one of her very good friends. And that good friend happens to be the owner of Esme. And it's all very fitting because this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Esme. If you are unfamiliar with Esme, definitely get on board. Esme, spelt E-S-M-I, is my preferred skincare brand. I have been using them for years now. And often women will reach out and ask what skincare I'm using or how it is that I'm able to get a bit of a glow on my face. And the truth is it all comes back to really, really good skincare. And that is Esme. They have a range of really, really innovative and effect and effective skincare products, and they have just released the newest member to the Esme family, which is the Probiotic Skin Milk. And I am absolutely busting to share this product with you. I think you're going to love it. The idea behind the Probiotic Skin Milk is that it's really important to understand that our skin is like an ecosystem. Different parts of our skin need different bacteria to be at its best. And the Esme Probiotic Skin Milk features specifically selected Australian-made probiotic lysates, scientifically proven to be ideal probiotics for skin application. This product can help soothe and heal. It helps to balance your skin's microflora. 
It replenishes your skin's moisture and speeds up recovery, which is so important. It can also help with strengthening the skin barrier and it's an anti-inflammatory and hypoallergic. Now, the skin milk, which I'm very, very excited to share with you, as I said, it's brand new. And when Esme bring out brand new products, it's not often that I will have a discount code to share with you, but I do today. That code is KCPOD, all in capitals, and that will give you 10% off the Esme range, excluding gift cards. Now, as I said, Esme, brilliant skincare. They have cleansers, skin treats. Their 24 karat gold oil is one of my all-time favorites. Jump on over, check out their website. If you have any questions about the range, definitely ask the Esme team. They have amazing customer service and that code is KCPOD, all in capitals. So let's get stuck into my conversation with the beautiful and effervescent Emma from In The Game. Emma, thank you so much for making time in your busy day to have this chat. I'm really, really excited to learn a little bit more about you. Oh, thank you so much, Kylie. Um, I've listened to so many of your podcasts and yeah, I'm actually honored to be here. So thanks so much. My pleasure. Now I want to dive straight into it because I know you are a busy lady. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) you You used to work for Makeup Cartel. And for those who don't know, Makeup Cartel is Esme and Pony Cosmetics. And I've actually done two episodes of the podcast with Yvette who owns Makeup Cartel. So if you've not listened to those, go listen to them because she's amazing. And She is she, amazing. She is. And speaking of amazing, she said to you, you are destined for PR. Now, when Yvette said that to you, What is it that you think she recognized in you as a person as being perfectly geared towards heading into PR? Oh, good question. I honestly think it is uh, the broad people that I know. Um, I'm, I'm very well connected and, you know, through everything in my life, I've met the most incredible people that are influences to these, to this day, I've gone to events for influencers and it's kind of through the, you know, the last kind of two years, she was like, just before, she's like, you've, you've got to do it. It's something that is, you know, in your blood. Yeah, I love that. And did you think about reaching out and trying to work with another agency or did you have a clear vision of wanting to start your own? I guess looking back, that's actually a funny question, Kylie. I, I should have bloody thought that I would go with an agency considering, you know, I don't have a university degree. I was 25 at the time, but I just can't ever see myself working for someone else. So I guess the vision was my only vision of just starting on my own. Yeah, right. And this isn't, it's not your first rodeo. You founded brands in the past as well, really young. And then you've done everything. I swear I've done everything well yeah when I was actually working for Yvette um I remember back in January I you know this was 2018 January I was going to Europe in July and August and I thought right you know what can I do I need all the jobs in the world I need money I had a little bit of debt at the time and I was like I just need to do whatever and I had a cafe job I worked for Yvette I was a Pilates instructor I had a sports athleisure brand. 
Um, and yeah, I guess this is not my first rodeo. So I definitely, um, I had sport the label back, um, you know, God, three years ago now, I was like 22, 23. And I sold that in just before I started in the game PR in about September, 2018. Mm, So I imagine having your own label that would lend itself to really teaching you a lot of valuable skills, like you said, about networking, keeping those yeah. connections alive. What Definitely. other things did you learn from founding your own label? Well, I think it's um, you've really got to have a good support network um, with anything that you do. Um, and something with fashion is you've got to keep up with the trend. I mean, yes, I was a sports brand. But, you know, how in, in how many years, how many, the trend has changed so much, you know, as as mums and as everyday women, you know, we're, we're making our pleasure, our, our daily outfit. So, you know, keeping up with the trends, um, you know, doing events, you know, sending out PR packs, it's, it's constantly putting uh, your brand out in the world and in everyone's eyes. So and, I guess, yeah. I was just going to say with Sport the Label, were you doing everything? So were you doing your own PR for that brand as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And I guess when I was in this transition, I, you know, really thought, what did I like about Sport the Label? Like if I had to take anything away from that brand, what did I like? And again, Mm. it came up, you know, connecting with people, going to events, talking, you know, like I just, I love being around people. I love people's energy. So I think, you know, I was like, right, I'm going to take that. And then, you know, when I've got that support from a vet and my family and all of those people, I was like, yeah, I can do it. And I love that. And I think what you said just then is really important because I think sometimes people think you need to find one thing and just, you know, really make that one thing absolutely soar and you did incredibly well with sport and being able to sell it and all of that stuff, but also to be able to look at it objectively and go, okay, I've done this. What are the parts that I enjoy the most and pull that out of it and then evolve into something different? Because I think sometimes people get stuck with going, oh, this was my passion. This is my passion. And then it's like they almost need permission to move on to the next evolution. And I think, and that's exactly right. Like, you know, I look back now and yes, I'm only 27, but I look back and all my decisions, you know, it was a little bit of ego for me because I was like, oh, what are people going to think? I have to sell the brand. You know, I'm not in this financial position, you know, obviously I just didn't sell it for the sake of selling it. There was obviously problems there, but you know, there was exactly like, like you said, Kylie, so many people rely on other people's thoughts and it eats away at them. Like I was like, no, it's a decision that I need to make. This is this is not doing great for me anymore. What can I now do? And that is something that I recognise in you anytime that we've ever had the opportunity to cross paths is you have such a strong character. Like you can Thank tell you. that you back yourself <laughs> 100%. Where did that yeah. come from? Like are your parents, I did they just instil you. that in you? Like, were you having to repeat mantras from a really young age? Like, where did that (laughs) confidence come from? I really, look, I I do have that dancing, singing, acting background. Maybe that's the confidence thing. But mum and dad have always said to me, I was was born as this little pocket rocket, maybe my small height. I have to make it up for personality somewhere else. But I I just, this is, yeah, I couldn't remember being anything else. I I do have a very strong character. Um, 
and I feel like my my strong core groups in in my life have have quite the same value. Mm, I love that. And so when you decided, okay, I'm going to carve out my own space in the PR world, what Mm. did you do first? Are you like a business plan kind of woman or are you more like, okay, I'm going to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks kind of woman? Well, back in January 2018, I had the five jobs that I spoke about earlier and I was working for a vet. So I was some days packing the orders when they were getting busier and the other days in the office, I was doing a little bit of PR for them. So, you know, I would go, hey, look to a few influencer friends that I knew or some people that, you know, had a great audience and very engaged and, you know, try and send stuff to them for free, see if they liked the product. So I guess that's how that kind of started. So when I, you know, was like, right, this is happening in the game PR, um, I feel like I just threw everything at the wall and, and you know, saw what stick because, you know, PR is such a broad name. So I guess I threw all the, you know, packages out there that PR agencies can do. And now in the last kind of 18 months to two years, I've gone, what really works for me? What is working for the clients that I have? And kind of made those situations work. Well, it's a refining process, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Absolutely. And I love the name in the game PR because <laughs> when you're talking to businesses, that's what you'd say. Like you've got to get you've got to get in the game. Like you've got to start. You gotta be in the game. Gotta yeah. be in the game. Yeah. So where did that come from? Is that like one of your catchphrases this, or how did you land on that name? You are going to laugh so hard. So I came back from Europe and I was going for dinner with a vet and Josh over to their house. And, you know, we were talking about ideas. I was like, they said to me, we're going to, you're going to be our first, like, you're going to be our first client. This is what we're going to do. And I was like, oh, you know, let's get the laptop out. We had a glass of bread and we were going through names. And then Josh, he's going to kill me to say this. Josh was like, what about in the game? And it stuck and it stuck ever yeah. since. And everyone has said to me, this name's the best. And I tell you what, Josh would be, you know, <laughs> he'd be a bloody millionaire if I gave him a dollar every time someone said that. <laughs> yeah isn't it funny but I love that and I think because Yvette is such a creative person oh, she's, she's incredible so business-minded I can mm-hmm. see her being like right Emma come on like we're gonna do this we're gonna make it happen yeah have a yeah. wine fire yeah. up the laptop that's yeah, really cool that's that's and exactly so being like as we just said in the game that right now means influencer marketing it's massive it's one of the most effective ways for brands and businesses to grow and to maximize their reach and you obviously connect influencers with suitable brands what Mm -hmm. are some of the challenges that come along with that like do you ever have brands push back on who you think they should work with and you've really got to get people across the line or vice versa like reaching out to influencers and being like no you're gonna love this product like do you ever have any pushback yeah oh gosh every day um I feel like at, at the end of the day you know and and you would get this yourself Kylie you know as a, as an influencer you either are educating someone someone wants to aspire to be like you so there's this always this crossroad of what aligns with the influencer so I'm not just going to say to you 
you know, let's just say uh, you're you're a vegan and I'm going, hey, guys, I've got a cafe down the road or I'm going to send you this product that doesn't really align with you. So there's always those challenges of finding the right influencer that is going to bring value to your brand. And when I say value, I don't mean, you know, the return on investment or the money or the sale with the discount code used. It's always about the message and the story and when your followers, you know, follow you for a reason, they're believing in you. So you must do that well for that brand to get recognized and for the message to come across, you know, perfectly. So those challenges happen every day because, you know, there are so many influencers out there that have different stories that are influencing different things, have a different look. So, I mean, in, in the influencer world, I think the influencers are endless. There's so many of them, but it is finding the right brand and targeting the right message to their to their family of followers, I guess. Mm, absolutely. And do you work with like a cross-section of influencers in terms of, I've heard the terminology like micro-influencer for people who have a smaller yeah. audience versus people who have like a massive, massive, huge following like in the millions. Do you work with both kind of, I guess? Oh, yeah. I, I work with, you know, you 2,000 followers to your 20 million. So that, and it totally depends on the client that I have and, and their budget as well. But mm. to be honest, your micro influencers, are, I love them. I, I really love that niche market. And I love that niche market of micros because, you know, usually they don't have many followers, but their followers are follow engaged for reason and they're engaged. So, mm. you know, let's just say, you know, I follow someone down the road because I, met them once or, you know, I like her style or, you know, if she's only got 2,000 followers, her messages is really strong because everyone's following her for an actual reason, whether it's family or friends. They actually listen and and, and give a shit about what she's talking about. Mm, it's almost, um, again, like the term micro-following. Mm. It's, more, it's so much more about having a qualified following uh-huh. to, re- yeah. to react. You know, like you could have the millions of followers, but if they're – all men that are located in, in different Dubai. countries, yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. not necessarily going to care yeah. about any sort of product that you're promoting here locally. So Definitely. I think that's really interesting. And what would you classify as a micro-influencer, like the amount of followers? Um, okay, so let's just say we're talking about a brand that I'm helping, you know, let's just go back to that cafe scenario. If it's you know, around in Mermaid Beach and they're opening and they need people, it'd probably be from 500 up to be completely fair with you because you need those local people. They're trying to attract the local market. So, you know, anyone that has a voice and is prepared to do stories and and to be confident with doing a static post, I mean, everyone's got a voice that needs to be heard. So I guess it's really dependent on the brand that I'm working with at the time. Mm. And for people that do have a voice that they want to be heard, what tips would you give them to, I guess, grow that loyal following? Just to be your authentic self. Like if you if you don't like something or you don't like this or you don't like that, you don't have to say it online, but you don't also have to be fake about it and talk about how much you love something when you don't. So mm-hmm. I just think being your authentic self and aligning yourself with brands that align with you, not, you know, 
you know, and then this is kind of, it's hard because, you know, micros sometimes want to be those bigger influencers. So sometimes, you know, you look and they're doing four different skincares for the month, you know, and they're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, it, it doesn't come across authentic. So you've just got to be really careful when you're kind of voicing your opinion and voicing yourself to be mindful of who you're talking about and what you're talking about because it can come across quite fake sometimes yeah and I think that it can be tempting for people to go okay I want to you know capitalize on the opportunity Mm. that I have to work with these brands so like you said they go yes 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 to all of these you know skincare brands within a short period of time but in actual fact, what that can end up doing, whilst yes, it might give you that quick cash injection that month, yep. it can end up end up then diluting the engagement the that you have. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, and it can actually. Fo- yeah, sorry, you go, Carly. No, I was going to say because people that follow along, they're not silly. That you know, most people are very aware of influencer marketing and when someone is being paid to promote something. So when you are you know, cashing in or capitalising, I should say, is a better term, on, you know, maximising. People notice mm-hmm. that and it can mm-hmm. then dilute their connection to you. That's that's exactly right. And so I guess the other thing is for any of our listeners who perhaps have their own business, whether it's a small business, a cafe, as you said, or an online one, what would your top advice be for them to reach out to influencers? I would just be super professional and friendly in your approach. Um, You know, making sure you have email templates so you can kind of every, every Monday you might sit down and go, right, I'm doing 30 people today. Or, you know, I think if it's streamlined and it's a friendly and professional approach, you are going to get answers. Mm. Uh, Yeah. I, um, for small businesses, it's it's very hard because, you know, in general, influencer world, we're so saturated. You know, there's a million bikini brands, there's a million this, there's a million that. But if you just start small and, you know, follow the, that person, engage with them in that story, you know, send them some free product or whatever it is, get to your cafe and a free meal, you know, no obligation. And then, you know, in the next couple of months, you might reach out again, hey, you're still loving that love you to come here again or do you need a top up of that product and then kind of work your way in being always professional and friendly and you you know at the end of the day these influencers they're people and you know I know so many people that want to help these small businesses out yeah absolutely I think that's really great advice having the having the template there of an email introducing your brand reaching out this you know this is what we're offering is really really good advice and for anyone who does have a business that that even that feels a little bit overwhelming, would they then be right to look at engaging, you know, an agency like yourself or, you know, like would that be suitable for small businesses? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think any PR is great PR. Um, you know, there's so many PR agencies out there that do influencer marketing, but you've just got to make sure that, you know, when you're talking to that person, or me, hopefully, (laughs) you know, you sit down with them first and you see the results that they've brought in for other people in the past. And Mm, and I think that the – oh, sorry, I think we've got a bit of a delay there. I was just going to say I think, too, the results thing can be a tricky one for people who feel like 
I really want to, you know, in, get in the game with influencer marketing, but they're not getting results quickly. And it's kind of an industry that can somewhat be hard to quantify because yes, like you said, they can see, they might see results from a discount code being shared, but often it's the actual brand awareness that yeah. they're buying. And that can yeah. be hard for new businesses that don't understand social media Correct. to sort of, you know, invest time, energy or money and then go, oh, there wasn't a great return. So perhaps using an agency could really, really help sort of mitigate some of those fears. Correct. And it also, that you know, I always say to my clients first that, that are a little bit uneasy or naive about what we do or, you know, the social media world. I say three months, let's do, you know, a mini opening up welcome contract this is what we're going to do this is what we're going to prove to you this is how we're going to get the brand out there and it usually takes you know from influencers three months if they're going to do like this three month kind of talk about it first opening it up to their followers using it you know using the product and then maybe you know sharing a discount code in your third month it's a lot better messaging and you're going to see results a lot quicker in those three months than the month because in the first month you might only see a few unboxings of something or, you know, just a little bit of engagement rather than your three-month stint. Mm, smart, having a bit of a plan. Oh, now, you need that plan. Was, yeah, definitely. Um, I am sure that our listeners can hear that you are a high-energy person. And you That's mentioned it. before, you, you said you're a pocket rocket. You are. You're this teeny, tiny little ball of energy <laughs> that just, like, you're so engaging. You can't help but smile when you talk to oh, you. Thank you, Kylie. Something I would love to know is how do you manage your energy? Because I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that you are the sort of person that has a lot of tabs opened and you see mm-hmm. opportunities everywhere. So how do you manage that? Like how do you actually keep on top of your energy? Okay, that's great. I, I would say sleep is number one. Number two is I exercise Monday to Friday and just eating very well. Um, I feel like I'm the type of person I know that I'm very high energy, but I I think I was born, you know, a little bit of, you know, OCD and, and, and maybe some ADHD. I'm not sure yet. That's self-diagnosed anyway. <laughs> but with that energy, I just feel like, yeah, if I don't sleep, if I don't exercise or I don't eat well, you will notice, like 100%. Yeah. Definitely. I'm always saying that it's so important to know what's in your own mental health toolkit. And it's yeah. like you have yours, like a well-oiled machine. And very similar to me, it's like I need to sleep, I need to exercise, and I need to be eating well because if I don't have those foundations in place, I right. can't manage all of the different tabs. Yeah, yeah, De- and that's it. Like, you know, and I, I try not to, you know, because I am a very regimented person and I, I'm, a su- I'm a sucker for routine. Like that is just me to a T. But, you know, by Friday afternoon, I need a drink. Or, you know, Saturday I'm like, right, Matt, let's go out. We're going for – we're such foodies. We're going out to a restaurant. I don't care what we eat or what we get. We're just enjoying our downtime Saturday and Sunday, the laptop's off and just because it's very, very hard. I don't know what, you know, everyone earning, owning their own business, it's such a challenge and it's so constant. And if you don't switch off, it, you know, it's going to come crashing down one way or the other. So, you know, by Friday 2 p.m., I am done. I am done. Champagne, where is it? In the fridge. 
That's brilliant. So you work hard, but you also know that it's important to recover well and to rest. Yeah, that's it. And now you mentioned your partner, Matt. He is the man behind Render X. Can you tell us a little bit about his talent and also your latest venture together, which is really exciting? Oh, thank you. It was a long time coming. But, yes, I am dating the modern-day Picasso. Matthew (laughs) is um, an incredible, talented human being. Um, Yeah, we've been together for the last two years and he's just – skyrocketed um with what he's doing so render x is deck i mean i know that you've seen it but it's decorative finishes um you know he's doing every you know bar restaurant luxury home um and back in january uh this year he we i don't know for some reason we thought that everyone was back from work from you know january 6th and we were going to Japan late January, early Feb. So we're like, right, let's get into the year. Let's start it early because we know that we're going to have some time off. When he got back into his factory, you know, a few builders were like, oh, mate, we're having, you know, this week off. And he's like, well, if you're back at work with the with the girls in the office, I'm those who just do something. So he said, I'm going to start creating a little bit of furniture, some tables. I'm going to put, you know, the best decorative finishes that I love from, you know, last year onto some tables and we'll see how we go. And that was it, literally on the Monday. Then by Friday, he's like, oh, I want you to come in and see them. And I said, what do you mean? Like, you finished them? And when I went into the the showroom slash factory and saw what he created in literally like seven days, I was blown away. He's just got this skill that is just jaw-dropping. It's just incredible. And I said to him, you need, you could sell these. Like, they're just exquisite pieces. And a lot of his clientele, you know, he'd go into luxury homes, do a wall, and, you know, the, the wife of the family would go, oh, now I just need a huge dining table to match. You know, I love what you put on the wall. Can you imagine if you've done that? And, yes, he does bench tops, but de- bench tops are different from, you know, these luxury piece furnitures. So mm-hmm. I said to him, with my PR background, let's just see what we can do. And we have created Object X, and we only launched last week, and we are – We've already sold three tables and we are blown away with the response. But, yeah, that's kind of how it all came about. The pieces are amazing. I was looking on your website and I was also privy. I was aware that you guys had something special coming because you'd shot at one of, you know, at our mutual friend's house. Yeah. And I was having a look at the photos and I was like, oh, my gosh, these pieces, they're art. Yeah, they are. And, um. Yeah, I'm just so proud that, you know, we've come together not only, you know, being in love and in a relationship, that we have that working relationship that, you know, he can be that creative, you know, man that's doing doing it outside and, you know, I can be that, you know, office girl and you know, that marketing kind of to push it because at the end of the day, you know, we've always said, Matt, you know, we're all going to grow old one day and, and Matt might not have, you know, the body to keep up with the demands. So, you know, having a product-based business that is still something so um, into his heart is just perfect it's really really exciting now before I let you get back to your busy day I would love to ask you just a couple of rapid fire questions if you've got the time yes of course I've got time for you always thank you okay so what is your go-to cafe order oh okay it is smashed avo yeah or just a coffee and what sort of coffee are you? I'm so annoying. I'm an oat cappuccino. 
um, with one sugar. That's not that bad. Mine's way more annoying. Mine's like a <laughs> an extra large, extra hot, decaf, long black yeah. with a dash actually, of almond or coconut. It depends I've on the actually, day. Yeah, seriously. I've actually just gotten into decaf. And because I love, you know, doing my Pilates, coffee after. But, you know, sometimes I was having too much coffee and it was causing actually you know, me to stress out a little bit. So I was like, let's try a decaf. And to be honest, I haven't really looked back. Yeah, well, I gave up proper caffeine in coffee December last year. I can still remember the day because I stupidly decided <laughs> that the day I would do it, Emma, would be a day that I was taking the boys to Dreamworld on my own. And I was like, oh, what the? it was like, you need it. Sucker for punishment. But after two days of not having it, like I had a headache at first, but then having the decaf because I missed the ritual. I like the ritual, like yeah. you said, of finishing your workout, treating yourself to a coffee, catching up with friends over a coffee. I wasn't ready to give up that, so I moved to decaf, yeah. and it has been so good for my nervous system. Yeah, no, that's exactly why I switched. And, yeah, I really haven't found the difference, you know, any difference, yet, which is good. Now, what is currently sat on your bedside table? Oh, okay, I'm- it is a um, glasshouse candle um, and a diffuser with um, an oil that is called Sanctuary, blend of pure essential oils with some lavender, some sweet orange, ylang-ylang and patchouli. Nice. And what scent is your glasshouse candle? Because I am a sucker for their candles. Oh, it, I should actually get into shares in that company. Matt's like... <laughs> Babe, yeah, have you, you got another four? <laughs> that would be great. Um, no, we have, I, I'm a sucker for the Taha. Yes, so good. The vanilla caramel. But every mm. time that comes home, he's like, oh, what did you bake today? And I'm like, for the 20th time, babe, absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> oh, funny. Now, what is one annoying habit that you have? Oh, I'm, I'm too um, OCD. When yeah. you say OCD, do you mean like obsessive about one thing in particular or is it obsessive, like an obsessive nature in general? No, an obsessive nature in general in terms of like my house looks like a display home 24-7. Um, mm. Like nothing is out of place. Um, I, I feel like I, in that area, I could relax a little bit. And, you know, can you imagine when kids come along, like I'm just going to, have to really just <laughs> channel my relaxation and patience to tell you what. Well, look, if, if you would like, I can drop the boys over and sort of give you some exposure therapy. <laughs> oh, my gosh, just some babysitting duties just to see how I'd really take it. Yeah, 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 just dip your toes in. Might That's be um, a great form of contraception for you, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> oh, now, what is a habit that you would consider is one of your best? Uh, a go-getter. Yeah. Yeah. I would and agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just definitely, no matter what I put myself to, whether it's friendships, family, a project or anything like that, I just give my all, absolute all. It's a great quality. Now, you mentioned that from 2 p.m. on a Friday afternoon, you're ready for a champagne. Oh. I can see sometimes that you are out and about 
I was going to say quite a bit, but to me, because I don't go anywhere or do anything, everyone is out and about quite a bit compared to me. But what would be your top recommendations for eating out on the Gold Coast? Oh, that is a very hard question because I am a foodie. I would have to say rickshaws because if you just put in, you know, location, the staff, if you actually take it as a whole, um, Matt just did the new um you know, the new fit out for it in terms of the aged concrete look, absolutely everywhere. So, you know, I am visiting it a lot more to see my man's beautiful art. But, yeah, I, I love rickshaws. It's such a it's such a beautiful place. And the food, the bug rolls. Have you had a bug roll yet? I've not, but I was going to say rickshaws oh. as a venue is kind of hard to beat just in general in terms of the location and, like you said, the aesthetic. Yeah, well, what are you doing um, this Friday at 2 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, coming for a bug roll. That's it. No, it's 100% spot on. The location, you just can't beat. Love that. Now, do you have a favourite book? To be honest, Kylie, I'll be so honest with you. I actually don't read. Um, It was, it it, it is still a goal. I haven't got there. Um, If it was a book, it would be quotes and mantras. Yeah. and self-affirmations, but I just haven't got there yet. I, I wish I could say I, I do read books. I was going to say perhaps try audio books because I know that when I'm really busy and I feel like I can't enjoy a book because my mind's racing or I have too many tabs open, I love having an audio book on when I go for a walk or things yeah. like that. But okay. I, can imagine, I can imagine that you probably don't even have much downtime like that like if you're going for a walk I feel like your brain would just still be firing on all cylinders yeah that's yeah 100% but I am I I am I love music even when I do emails and the girls you know come to come to the office music is blaring we I blast music and you know probably my downtime instead of reading books I'm like dancing in the shower or the car or the office you know I just can't stop shaking I love that because I'm someone as well that I work really well with loud music on, but I know that that's not for everyone. Do you have a specific playlist for when you're working? Oh my God, that's so hard. Um, I love, how, how can you go past R&B? Like that's R- your vibe. That is my jam. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Now you mentioned that you like quotes and affirmations and mantras. Do you have a favourite one that you could share with us? Yes. I My favourite quote is, don't fake it till you make it. That's garbage advice. Face it till you make it. Get up, work hard, fail, stand back up, face it again, do a little better, fail again, get back and repeat. Oh. I, I love that. You can't fake it till you make it anymore. That is so good. I think just the essence of that, face it until you make it, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that's, then, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's been one of my um, favourite quotes for some time now and it, it's so true. You've just, you know, everyone's got, you know, problems in, in business and, you know, you've just got to just keep pushing through because at the end of the day, I mean, success is measured so differently upon, you know, everyone but I just think, you know, success to me is just, being so happy in my everyday life, in my relationships and my work and everything else is just kind of there. You've just got to be so happy within yourself to kind of face it and make it and create your own. Great, great advice. 
Emma. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you today. Where can our listeners connect with you? Where should we send them if they want to hear more from you? Oh, um, due to me having a PR agency, I've got a lot of social channels. So it would be... Here we go. <laughs> hey, guys, get a no, no pen and pen. Uh, no. So it's um, you can go to the website, which is www.inthegamepr.com.au. Or you can head to our Instagram to see all those influences, which is a kind of fun page that I love, which is at In The Game PR. Um, and, yeah. And then your own social handle as well. Did you want to share that one? Yes. So my own personal handle is at Emma Louise Victoria. Awesome. And I will make sure that we have all of that info in the show notes as well. As I said, it's been a pleasure to speak with you and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much, Kylie. I really, really appreciate it and I hope everyone today got a little bit about more of me and the business side of things. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 